1: Not the time. You could adjust the mic, like the bring mic, it closer to yeah. you. No, no. Grab it from this oh, handle okay, here. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then just. Okay, okay. Yeah. See, I never had
2: anything this extensive in my setup. Yeah. A like little. The sure mics with the watch on the right hand. You're a uh, lefty. I'm a lefty. Yeah. Except everything but basketball. I got no audio here, but you can't hear in there. All right. Maybe I can. I mean, I hear you fine.
1: So you I don't hear need you, to, yeah, yeah, we're good. We're good. It's, it's just, only us two. I have it one in, one out. Oh, got you, got you. Because I like here, yeah, I know this is sound weird, but I like hearing like real life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> instead of just not like, just on the studio headphones. Yeah, just not. Right, on the I studio. feel that my guy Robbie fingers back in the building. Yes, ripping, so bleh, I, lo- I love blue and orange.
2: I love. Well, every day. I mean, not every day, but during during the the Knicks season, as as bad as it is, I'm usually decked out orange and blue. I got orange NBA socks on. I got the orange and blue Raekwon Diadoras on. You know the Lunar New Year Knicks hat, which there I use go. the Google uh, Translate app to in real time because my friend's like, what does it say? I'm like, I think it says Knicks. He's like, you should probably be sure. I'm like, I don't know what else it would say. You know, They sold did at the Garden. so You I, know I, how
1: many people hit me up and said they were going to bet the Bengals in the Super Bowl because it's the year of the Tiger? Yeah, I mean, well, the, the books love that sort of shit. Yeah, 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 those dumb, false like narratives and little insight that people just like to create. My
2: my only Super Bowl bet was a parlay of Cup and OBJ scoring touchdowns, and okay. I and that hit very quickly, so All I got right. to just watch the rest of the game. That so. was
1: nice. Yeah, was I had nice a good, time. I had a good Super Bowl Sunday, man. Yeah. Really good Super Bowl. I've, been, I mean, one of the best things to happen has been the sports betting in New York. I mean, me personally, I've been you know uh cheap plug the discord i anything i bet i put it in there you're not paying for like picks right, right. like cuz we're building it's not just a betting show like we're building like a brand everything you see in here but every bet i make and when i make it i put it in the discord so I mean, today if people were listening, Europa League, baby, Robbie got the seat. Lamb oh, sweating. It was almost a complete sweep. It, it was very, it was very sweet, but you know, needed. You know, only, only I can complain hitting three different parlays, but missing that last one. Man. You know like, what? It's
2: so it, it's a, a kavetch. It's the Jewish art of of having little problems because if you have little problems, you don't have big problems. Mm. It's a blessing. But speaking of Super Bowls, I see this framed uh, Super Bowl. I don't even know what to call it. It's, it's like a it's, portrait. It's like a yeah, it's a little collage let of me, let me grab moments uh from I that's got to be my favorite Super Bowl because it was my first win as a, as a fan, you know, as a Giants fan. We got we got two both against the great Tom Brady and the Patriots, but this was the great escape. The
1: Yeah. <laughs> so yep. this this if you see it, right? Like I'm putting it up. I'm going to probably clip this too, but it's from Steiner. I think there's like like one of 250 it's not autographed or anything but like it's just so fire it's a sick piece with the film and if you look at the corners it's like all cracked up and it's because i would hang it up on the wall mm. and then like these these things in the back are supposed to support like up to 40 pounds oh, we, we gotta put some holes in the wall and hang it properly i yeah. know man i know but i don't want to like drill into it too much nah, like, it might yeah. be if you see like look, look, look underneath that db sign you see that yeah, yeah. that little like uh peeling yeah you it, oh, I've been fucking these a lot, nah, it's though.
2: cool. I mean, it's mostly covered in uh, the foam anyway, right? But, man, that Super Bowl was so special. I remember, like, every play pretty much. Like, that. you know, I watched it. My friend owns a batting cage, on, um, the cage on Metropolitan. We were watching it there and just going crazy. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we had never, first of all, we'd never seen Tom Brady lose in the Super Bowl. Never seen, you That's know. That's right. Never that seen them the sweat. And on top of that, that, that season they were undefeated. Which a lot of people don't remember, the Giants took them to the limit during the regular season. They oh, had a yeah. very rare regular season game against them. That was the, you know, the Randy Moss yeah. team. That, that was a squad, dude. I mean, that was unbelievable. But that Super Bowl was so special.
1: I, I definitely cut school to go to the parade. Um, uh, I got back that Monday, Monday night, because I was in Arizona. I got back that Monday night, Tuesday. Oh, you went? Yeah, bro. Oh. I've been to 10 Super Bowls, dude. 10? Yeah, I never. You never knew this. I did not know you went to ten Super Bowls. I've been to as many Super Bowls as Tom. Wow, you <laughs> know about that, Daddy? Dad. What to guess, right? <laughs> that's Old a, Dirt McGirt. Nah, dude. So my dad, my dad, to this day, 49th and Park Avenue, we have the coffee truck. Yes, the I've end, been very fire. Yeah, very hooked fire you up, gave yeah. you a family very, discount. very
2: good and very good discount, and also. A super fire, you know. I'm a Yo. Don't tell my cardiologist. Put me that, over. Put I'm, me over. Listen, the the egg work is, is fluffy. Okay, it's
1: delicious. If you want it a little runny, who can get you right? Get that, you a man that could do everything. Listen, bedding. I could throw the pigskin, cook up an egg sandwich. Like I got mad charisma. You could. He could, pre- he could uh, predict exact scores in soccer matches
2: that's a rare skill and and let me tell you something the fridge is organized immaculate selection healthy food that's all my dad the fridge i'll give it to my well you you know you you gotta learn from the best right
1: (laughs) the genes are good but dude the uh my seat just always like sinks down but yo i got a great story for that that parade Mm -hmm. because i skipped school i was like there's no way i'm not going to this parade no way there's, there's no way no way right So, I used to have a chemistry teacher who was Greek. I just lied to you. Chemistry lab teacher who was Mm. Greek, right? And he would rip me apart. Dude, I hated chemistry. Like, bad. It's It's an acquired taste. Yo, I was so bad in chemistry, bro, that I asked my teacher my junior year when I took chemistry i was getting like 28s 33s on like hard and i was studying for this shit too robbie like no bullshit i was actually putting time with my shout out to justin he was the running back on my team we were like go to study halls and shit for and i just i was just like yo man i don't know i can't i just don't know Mm -hmm. i was like miss malone shout out to miss malone i've told the story many times but i was just like hey look i'm getting recruited I can't have a 55 on my transcript. Because remember, junior year was the one that the colleges all looked at. I was like, what can I do for a 65? I was like, I know I don't deserve it. I know I deserve like a 40. What can I do? She was like, don't miss any class. Uh, You have to sit in the front and just do all your homeworks. She's like, submit a homework. Even if it's wrong, just do that. And she's like, don't tell anyone about what we're doing. And she's like, I promise you, I will deliver to you on your transcript. You know what nice. she gave me, bro, a seventy. Oh, that's love. A seventy. That, that's
2: mad love right there.
1: <laughs> she was the goat.
2: Yeah. Right. You know it's unfortunate you took a junior year. So Breaking Bad, I think, came out junior year. You if it, if
1: if you took it senior year, you might have been a little more gung ho yeah. on chemistry. You might have been like Walter White, Yeah, baby. you might have been like, hold on, hold on. There, there's something <laughs> here. Like, there, yo. Know. So my chemistry lab teacher was Greek. Mm-hmm. And he would call my last name in Greek, dais. Like that's a real way to say it, like in Greek. You have right? the shortest Greek last oh, name yeah, I've yeah. ever seen.
2: I'm usually just it, I, it's it like goes a spelling It um, goes on aopolis, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, I, I get lost.
1: Uh, so he's waiting Wednesday because Tuesdays was lab, and I skipped school to go to the parade. Like mm-hmm. we said, no shit, that was late. that was like minus eight thousand that that was gonna happen. <laughs> he's waiting outside my class like this. Uh oh. Dice can I speak to you I was like yeah what's up now I'm like on cloud nine you know like I'm like just won the Super Bowl he's like where were you yesterday I was like yo seriously <laughs> just like that I started laughing he's like do you think your education is a joke I was like listen man we just won the Super Bowl there was no chance in hell I was coming long story short even though we've been going on this for a while I had to write like a 10-page paper on like uh, chemistry and it was rough dude oh Worth it. Worth it. Yeah, you hit the Google, scroll a couple pages down. Yep. <laughs> copy and paste, baby. <laughs> see,
2: see, I had sort of an opposite experience also cutting school for going to the parade, but two of my teachers were at the parade, and, you know, all my teachers knew what it was. Bro, my
1: high school football coach yeah. was a
2: season ticket holder at right. the Giants. So, I didn't see him at the parade, but he, he wasn't was, there either. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I came back, and it was just like, you know, whatever note I contrived to get back into school, they're like, "Rob, you're good. We know, we know what it is." And the the crazy thing about that parade was, you know, I, I have pretty strict parents. I I was like, "All right, I got out. I, I covered all my bases. I'm coming back. I'm on the Q23 in Forest Hills." And I see my mom walking down Austin Street and, you know, those big old bus windows. I, I just slid down into my seat so my mom wouldn't see me. I was like, of course she's going to find me cutting and on the bus just crawling in traffic. But, you know, uh, I think I told them eventually. I got, I got like a, you know, I have a statute of limitations for stories I tell my parents, you know. I don't, I don't, I don't really
1: hold back, but yeah. I, I
2: eventually tell them what happened.
1: Yeah, I never really was that kind of kid that was like too wild. Like, I never really did anything that, like, I would be embarrassed to tell my parents. We we had an awesome relationship. We still do. But it was never anything too crazy where, like, oh, my God, mom can't find out. You know, like. I, I was always just, it's a better conversation later, you know.
3: I feel that. <laughs> I respect
1: that. Yeah. But for the most part, like, it was always cool. And my mom, to this day, she's just like, let me know when you get there. Beautiful. Her only request. Yeah. I didn't get hit till I was 23 years old. <laughs> i'm not gonna ask about that one no nah, i went to connecticut my buddy's summer house and like we left thursday night you know in the summertime we left thursday night stayed and came back home like sunday night and i just <laughs> didn't tell my mom i just was like ghost right yeah it's a little reckless so i came back and i was like yo what are you worried about yo i'm 23 like fuck i was all right and she got like angry and she went to hit me and i grabbed her hand i was like ma it's not happening right she was like all right y'all three days later i come out to shower she hit me with a backhand mm-hmm. that like knocked me onto the back to the, the bathroom seat. <laughs> Bro, hardest I ever got hit. And I've been jumped before too. Yeah. And it was like, no, she yeah, was yeah. like, I've been holding that motherfucker <laughs> in for 20, 23 years. years. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Oh man, I can tell these stories for oh, forever, man. But yo, what's good with you, dude? You you're working on this project that I'm super intrigued in and fascinated by. Yeah, I mean, I, you are you are a to talk about, it right? It's absolutely, like yeah. No,
2: I've been I've been working with a lot of sports teams on uh, FanFest. We built this virtual platform.
1: And hold on, hold on. You're, you're working with some teams too, yeah, bro. yeah. yeah. Like, it's put exciting. Put yourself over. You know, We've been putting me over.
2: Right. We've been. Um. I've been working with Paris Saint Germain and uh, Manchester City. Basically, what we're doing is we're connecting their global fan bases, giving them a home on match days. Um, it's, a, it's a virtual platform where it's sort of like Twitch meets uh, Twitter Spaces or Clubhouse, right? Where, you know, fans have uh, – it's a fan-led halftime show or pre-match show in their own language. You know, PSG is running four or five languages at a time. And basically, it's giving fans a place to go on match day. Some people are – you know, they're in all corners of the world – uh, not everyone has a community there are around. They could be the only person in their household who's a fan. So it gives them a way to connect and build with them. Uh, basically, you know, there's content on screen. There's people in video chat. Uh, there's a text chat. The, the moderator of the team can bring people from the text chat onto video, right? So it's sort of like if you think about what the evolution of sports talk radio could be, you know, and, you know, the way we're looking at this platform, uh, we're starting with sports teams If you have any sort of fan base I think it's going to be a platform For you, you know? So I, I think if you want to directly interact with your fans If you want to directly interact with your community There's going to be uh, A way to utilize FanFest So yeah we've been working on it for a long time uh um, i can
1: see the smile on your face bro you're like proud of this it's um, dope man it's, i like it this is yeah I've, 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 I've watched, this is where the bags under the eyes yeah, come man. from you know, we've been working hard so nah look when you get a co-sign with teams like that of that magnitude to yeah. be able to tap in that's that's dope man i'm super happy for you, I, you man, didn't man, I didn't i didn't know that it was like fully you know something that you're like involved with and, that, and that's that's yeah awesome, no i'm the man. co-founder so let's yeah. go ceo bitch
2: See a mobile close. We're close, all yeah. Right. We, close we, but yeah, it's exciting. You know, we we've hired a bit, and um, we're just looking to take it to the moon and you know add add more features. Um, you know, a lot, we got a
1: lot coming in uh, Q two and Q three this year. So super excited about that. all. Hey, you're someone that I've uh, I've famously I've told this story, and you you originated, you inspired it, and now it's become a thing. Where it was twenty. It was 2020, right before COVID. Around this time, mm-hmm. we were on the phone for like 40 minutes, and I was like, "Dude, I kind of like the Heat to make a run to the finals." Oh my goodness! <laughs> and they were like, they were like 50 to one to win the 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 chip. They were 25 five to one. to
2: one to win the East. Yeah,
1: this is the bubble year. Yes, the bubble. year. That's why I said right before yeah. COVID. And it was around this is before regular. Rudy Gobert touched all the microphones. Yeah, this was, this oh, oh, was, when the world changed. Yeah. But the reason why I bring that up is because you're also... The reason why I called you is you follow the NBA a lot. And I have a lot of friends that follow the NBA as well. And they don't bet... Like, they're not degenerate. So I was like, Robbie's the perfect guy to talk to, <laughs> baby. I was like, I need to call Robbie about this one. Yeah, man. And uh, I kind of want to start this pod, even though we've been going for about 15 minutes. I want to I kind of start the pod with that. Because I feel like... Well. This is not. This is a very unique NBA season in the sense where now it's the second half. Yep. But everyone's played about sixty games. Yep. Or yep. close to it. So mm-hmm. it's not re- a real second half. It's like a home stretch of like twenty to twenty-five games,
2: give or take. And it's felt like a very long season because you know you, all these teams have been dealing with injuries and COVID. It was a very short off season. You know, the past few years, the seasons have started late due to COVID. Um, the season ended late last year, went into the summer, but this season started on time in October. So the rookies got drafted in July, right? Normally it's June, Mm -hmm. you know, then they have to very little camp, very little access, getting up to speed, really hard for a rookie to do in general, but in this season, even harder. Um, for guys who played deep into the playoffs last year, super hard to, you know, turn around unless you're Giannis who's played unbelievably yeah. you know, after that unbelievable run last year. I mean, that's the only word I could use to describe that, man. You know, he's he's in a class of his own. 50-piece in the, the finals. 50-piece to just... close it out and, you know, just tons of free throws hit. You know, it was, just, it was perfection. It was perfect basketball. And, you know, he's someone who's added a jump shot to his game. He's not someone I want to bet against. Mm. All that said, you know, the Miami Heat team that went to the NBA Finals was not – Anything like the current Miami uh, Heat team. It's not a ton of personnel changes, but they, they made significant additions that were significant subtractions for Eastern Conference rivals. Bingo. So it's not just that they added talent. They added P.J. Tucker. The yeah. Bucks do not make the finals run without P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker played the best defense you could possibly play on Kevin Durant. You cannot contain Kevin Durant. You cannot stop Kevin Durant you can barely slow him down. Yeah, that's that's a case study of perfect defense on Durant. And 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 even if he's getting 40 plus points every night, he's working his ass off to do it. PJ Tucker played immaculate defense mm-hmm. on him. When he gets off ball, you know, he's he's just everywhere. Now you factor in the fact that he's leading the league in three-point percentage, shooting 47% strictly on corner threes. You know, uh the, the, the guy who changed NBA basketball to be so analytic-driven was Shane Battier. He was the first like 3 and D guy who was super praised. And so much so that he was actually um, a cover story on the New York Times Magazine about being the real MVP. And everyone's like, what are you talking about, Shane Battier? He averages 9 points a game, 12 points a game. Yeah. You know? But that Houston team, what he brought on both sides of the floor... That became a position in basketball, a three and D guy, and that used to be sort of a fringe role player. Now those guys are getting paid in the NBA.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now that can be with the you know the way guys shoot threes in volume. Now it's not just they're they're taking three or four per game. They might be taking seven or eight per game. So you're taking seven or eight per game. You're shooting forty five percent plus. Then on the other side, you're you're holding the twenty five point score to 19, 19. 20. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. You
2: change the game, right? <clears throat> So, the Bucks lose their best defender. Or you could argue Giannis is their best defender. But they lose their most important defender because he could guard the best player on the team,
1: keeping Giannis from having to do so. And also, my favorite thing about P.J. Tucker is there's always guys like him who are, you know, they're just dogs, right? Like, in in like the sports world, you understand what you mean when you say that phrase. Like, there's just guys that... It's, it's my five 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 scenario, right? Yep. It's like, it's game 5. It's 2-2. Two, two, you're on the road. You're down 5. There's 5 minutes left, right? You're coming out of that commercial break timeout. Mm-hmm. Who's your 5? He's a guy who, he's never going to make he's an all-star gonna game. He's not going to touch the pine. He's, he's on the court. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he's the kind of guy that is out there and you know... It it's not a bad like it's not too big of a moment for him. You know who I felt like that too, Fred Van Vliet, when he was going on those runs with the Mm -hmm. Raptors. Now he's an All Star, but I'm saying even then you're like, yo, this guy is going at Curry, he's Mm -hmm. going at Clay, like he's not backing down from these guys. Early Kawhi, the same shit. Mm -hmm. Those. 2013 spurs yeah. early on you're like who is this guy yeah. what the hell
2: not a lottery pick but yeah guys but who are late first second are... round yeah uh, undrafted in van vliet's there's case
1: something about the, that kind of player that's just a dog and the which... guys who
2: don't take it for granted a lot and those are uh, journeymen. you know uh pj tucker played overseas you know someone like patrick beverly patrick beverly had an unorthodox route to the nba you know mm. these are guys who you load them when they're playing your team because they're, they're, they're getting those cheap charges, or they're, they're, they're talking a lot of smack to the refs, to your team, to your fans, right? But when they're on your roster, you love them. Like, P.J. Tucker would be a perfect Nick, you know? Like, Van Vliet, I wanted the Knicks to sign, right? I mean, maybe not 80 million, but in retrospect, it looks like it was a great deal. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in general, you know, and also the Miami Heat culture. And this pains me to say as a Knicks fan, I've lowed the Heat since 1995. Pat Riley broke my heart leaving the Knicks as, and, and going to the Heat, and then the rivalry was on and popping, yeah, you know, like, yeah. and then we had all those classic brawls, PJ Brown suplexed uh, Charlie Ward into the crowd, right? You know, you had- The Van Gundy The moment, Van Gundy the, the on- hug. on uh,
1: Trying to shoot on, a on single mor- leg. Brother. Single leg on Alonzo
2: <laughs> Mourning, which is the boldest thing any man's attempted on an NBA court outside the mouse in the palace, but- you know listen and then the heatles forget it you know i was all in on LeBron. by the way to New malice York.
1: at the palace one of my favorite sporting events of all time oh it was top tier top tier dick move or no um uh, to say that
2: no i i think the the documentary was really well done as
1: well the, yeah 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 um you know and it those guys the media did not treat them fairly that and also there are some fans that i've been in the crowd i've heard it i've experienced it they deserve getting punched in the they face. They deserve to be slapped. Yeah. yeah. Nick Diaz once said, Cousin Nick, he said, yo, you know what the problem is with a lot of people? They've never, never been, been slapped. Them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You can't be saying some of the shit you say to these athletes, man. I feel like if I throw something at an athlete or I say some crazy you slur it, at them. As a grown man, you throw anything at another grown man. You got whatever's going on. I think next. they have the right. To do whatever they want with no repercussions. Hundred percent. I'm saying if they're in the stadium, they're in the arena, and they're being heckled, they're being, and it's different. Like yo, you suck, KD. Right. That's that's, different, right? That's that's they they embrace that shit. They come back at you. But some of the Utah stuff that's gone down with Russ, Mm -hmm. and then the reports that come out of that, it's like at that point, bro, if Russ was to grab that dude and strangle him, like yeah, you can't sue him. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Should be like in baseball, you know, the foul ball. If you get hit by a foul ball, yeah. the stadium isn't liable and the team isn't liable. <laughs> right, right. You signed waivers by buying If, if stadium, you go yeah. in there and you start heckling and you have witnesses saying like, hey, man, this guy was like dropping crazy slurs at this athlete. Yeah. Nah, bro. You get your ass beat. I
2: think we should let security handle it and not have on, on-air ass meetings all the time. It might, yeah, might not be it, ideal. It would
1: get too wild. I get that. But there was a, a one time. <laughs> in principle, I agree with you, though. There was one time where some dude was like pressing Marcus Peters on the Rams and he comes up to the stands. He's like, yo, the parking lot is... Uh, wait. He's like, say what up then, yep. man? Yep, exactly. The energy
2: changes very quickly. Yeah. Um. Also, the average sports fan and the average athlete, you know, it's not really a fair, you know, matchup. Well, as far just, as like, fisticuffs. Pull, I would
1: just pull guard and just like lay on the ground. Well, and you like, you roll four times <laughs> not, a week, I'm so not, yeah. so you're a little different. Totally. Well, Dude, let's get back heat, to the, though, the let's heat, get back though. to the heat. So well, so so you have TJ Tucker. It's funny, buying though. into
2: that heat culture where you know that if you're playing for Pat Riley, you know you're signing up for a physical brand of basketball correct you know you're you're signing up for I'm gonna hustle on both sides I'm gonna get ready for a confrontation you know the the, the 90s Knicks right which the team I loved Ewing Oakley Mays Starks uh Greg Anthony etc right Derek Harper eventually <laughs> um rumor has it they were fined if a player were to help on the Knicks were to help up an opposing player right like you were supposed to knock them on their ass and then leave them mmm so, Pat Riley's brand of basketball is 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 very physical, and when you play for an organization he's involved in, he'd have been that way for a long time. So, you have guys over there who were fully bought in on that. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, uh, Duncan Robinson, you know, you got these guys who are going to hustle on both sides, and they're going to play physical basketball, even the finesse players, right? Now... This Heat team that went to the finals was a great team, well-balanced. We were putting them over like crazy in February. There was no sports books live in New York, so there's not so much we could do. Now they've added P.J. Tucker, and they've also added Kyle Lowry. Mm -hmm. Kyle Lowry, you know, Mr. Raptor, brought a championship there. What he brings to the Heat, Jimmy Butler could go cold. Bam Adebayo could be facing a tough matchup he's an instant bucket
1: they had this game against charlotte the other day oh i nothing know nothing was dropping i know i bet it minus four and the way that game covered was sickening it was over time. sick it was sick it was a double ot i had a money line play with them but <sighs> the the heat are tricky but it's funny though that we bring up the heat once again because this is the team that inspired this conversation yes. And this is the team that I think if from a betting perspective, and again, these are two different kind of conversations, which I'm gonna to explain to, Yes. Right. There's if the fate of the universe was on the line, I would still take Milwaukee. If I'm betting, which I am and I have, I'm taking the heat to come out the east. And I mean, that's you're, where You're getting double the return potentially, right? And there's the roadmap of them potentially being one and three. Mm-hmm. So they avoid each other until the conference finals. I'm also by process of elimination. I'm not buying into the Sixers because I've been burned by Harden way too many times. It's it's
2: tricky because he's never had a teammate this good. And hmm. and when he, the one thing about Philly that's super intriguing. Hold
1: on, bro. He had Durant. We can't we can't say not. That.
2: But this is a 22 year old Durant. You know this is not the bro, this the is not Durant MVP he had last caliber year
1: too. Uh, they, they, they. Well, Harden was hurt. I get
2: it. Yeah, healthy, it, yeah, but it, nah, it wasn't wanna... like peak Harden, and the, I, the the Nets were whatever they were. You know, they they they, they, they were fun on paper, fun in two K, but you know they they, they win the there title was... if Kyrie don't get hurt, bro. Yeah, maybe with ease too. I think I it's really possible. do. It's but, another what if, which is but, but, but the time thing with time again. the thing with Harden and 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 the center is like he made Clint Capella look like. He did. Got him paid fifty million bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, got him he, paid. Yeah, I you know, agree with you. He though. made uh, the Dwight Howard situation. Dwight wasn't doing great in L. A. Mm-hmm. Sort of revitalized his career. They didn't really ma- make it as far as they they needed to, but you know it was a good brand of basketball. You pair him with a five. It's going to be very intriguing. I'm I'm going down to the the game for the Knicks in in, in Philly, so I'm I'm going to be excited to see that in person, see how they play together, right? Because as we recorded this, they still haven't played. But, you know, I wouldn't fully discount them. I, 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 but I agree with you. I don't, I don't, I don't like them as a bet. Mm. Um, I think they have a chance to make it to the finals and to win it all. But I don't, I don't like it from a betting standpoint at all.
1: I also am going to ask you this. How many trades have been made of this caliber where that team goes on to win the title? Mid-season now. I'm not talking about like in the off-season. Right. I can't think of one, dude. I think I think
2: of the first thing that comes to mind is the Rashid Wallace trade. So Rasheed Wallace getting
1: traded to Detroit. So that was the only one I was thinking about. Yeah. But I wouldn't put Rashid and Harden on that same it, It's tier. a little different because it's not that caliber of player. Right.
2: Uh, the Harden way, being way better. But this right? is also – Right. It was different. Different basketball right, 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 was totally different. I mean – the the scores of the 2004 NBA Finals are halftime scores nowadays. Oh, I know. Yeah. So you know you could win. A, you could win a game with it, 73 points.
1: That's 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 you're never gonna see that again. That the was NBA. the next playoff game. It was like 73 69 with yeah. th- three it minutes like left a high in school the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the question that I asked. Though it's I I think it takes time. Like it's a real thing. Of you can't just trade guys and the on paper shit looks amazing but you still need to have some games with you and the chemistry and knowing where people are on the floor that's a real thing man and 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 you only have
2: 20 games and with tactics you know
1: Doc Rivers
2: isn't one to adjust and adapt he's very steadfast in his ways I'm not saying stuck because he's had success as a coach but there wasn't an effort made to make the Simmons and bead situation work even before this season. Yo, like tactically, I I would have been running so much pick and roll with the two of them. Because when you have the two of them coming down the two lanes, right? You have like, you have five lanes in basketball. You you would have, if you run a high uh, pick and roll with a lefty six foot, 10 point guard who gets ahead of steam and then he's at the rim. And then on the, the right block, right, in, the, in that fourth yeah, lane. This, yeah. You, you got have Embiid. Embiid coming down, 7-2, incredible hands, incredible footwork, strong as anyone in this league.
1: Super athletic. Super not just athletic,
2: super skilled, yeah. unbelievable touch. He could pop out, hit that mid-range. He could pop out at the three. Also, then you surround them. You have Danny Green, you have Tobias Harris, you have Seth Curry. I like The, the personnel I, well, was there could, to win it all. The tactics were never there. You're talking about Curry prior to the trade, correct? No, I'm saying this this roster last year that Philly had, right? Oh, so I'm saying right, with right, Ben right, Simmons right, right, and right, right. Embiid, they had well, talent to I, win. They just tactically, they, I I
1: felt their spacing was atrocious. I, they did not use their personnel properly. Dude, I what you said about Doc Rivers, like I think he's one of the most overrated coaches I think I've ever like seen, bro. Well, I don't think he's a top fifteen coach as the NBA Yo, decided. He, no team in professional sports has ever milked a championship more than the 08 Celtics. Correct. Yeah. It is unbelievable, yeah. yo. Yeah. They 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 have a uh <laughs> a, a, a rose-tinted
2: glasses outlook on how they built the team. They act like they're underdogs now. When they when they built the team, they were the only super team in the NBA. It was egregious how, you know, KG acts like it came out of nowhere. They 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 sort of Climbed this mountain and and it's You were the Vegas the favorite coming into the right. year. Right. Like, it was... We had never seen three Hall of Famers in their prime. It wasn't like one of them was ring chasing. It wasn't like Malone and Peyton came to the, to the Lakers in 3 04, team that lost to the Pistons. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't like two guys in their twilight of their career joining Kobe and Shaq. It was... Still all-star level caliber. MVP, MVP caliber... Kevin Garnett, prime Paul Pierce, and then the best shooter in the world at the time.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, I think Doc Rivers leads the NBA in three-one leads blown as a coach in the playoffs. He he does.
2: Also, the the super bag he fumbled, which is more, it might be more folklore than anything. But when he was the Orlando coach, it was rumored that Tim Duncan wanted to play in Orlando. Orlando. I heard this story with T Mac and and Grant Hill. Which, if you think about them as a big three. That, that is, you know, prime team Mac, Grant Hill, dealing with injuries, but still extremely talented. And then you have the best power forward of all time in, Grant, in uh, Tim Duncan. The rumor has it that, uh, you know, Tim Duncan wanted to bring his family on a trip or something. And I don't know. There is a bunch of rumors around it. But long and the, the short of it is he stayed in San Antonio. It didn't happen. So, you know, they had a young Mike Miller. They had Daryl Armstrong, who was a fan favorite and an explosive point guard. They had enough talent to really do something, but you know you had one of the best players of all time. that could have been a championship team. That all said, that all said, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not bullish on on Philly coming out of the East. I, I really, really do favor Miami, and Milwaukee. I'm, I'm, you know what? It pains me to say, but with all of the events that have transpired in the past 48 hours, I, I have to be super bullish on Brooklyn. So we have the mandates being lifted in New York City. You have Ben Simmons ramping up to return to basketball. You have Kevin Durant ramping up to return to basketball. The underrated aspects of this trade are Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond is one of the ten best rebounders of all time.
1: Yeah. People forgot how good he was because it's not even how good he was. Still is, Yeah, yeah. It's for what they're going to ask him He's specialized, do. right? Correct. Like he, 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 you know,
2: people wanted him to, to be a 23, 24-point-a-game scorer. That was never what he was going to be. His skill set is fully in rebounding, and he does provide some defensive support. He should be a better defender than he is. But a guy who can get you 15, 16 rebounds a game, average. A guy who provides seven extra possessions on offense every game. You know, yeah. especially when you're chucking threes, right? Like he's kicking it out to Patty Mills, he's kicking it out to Seth Curry, Kevin Durant's gonna catch and shoot on a broken possession. That's gonna be scary. Kyrie Irving's gonna catch and shoot on broken possessions. Mm. Right? So you get to play that free form basketball and then have this guy absorbing all these rebounds on both sides of the court. That that changes the game. So now that the mandates are going to be lifted in New York City. You're going to have Kyrie Irving able to play all games in the playoffs. You have Kevin Durant coming back from injury. He could be hopping on one leg. He's going to be better than 95% of the guys in the league. You have Ben Simmons returning to the basketball who averaged 18-9-9 last time he played. He is going to have the most pressure-free basketball he's ever played in his career. He's not going to have to worry about shooting. He's not going to worry about scoring. He's going to be able to facilitate and distribute. It's probably what... The best case scenario for him To go to a team like this Absolutely And He's Getting to play alongside One of the greatest players Of all time Two of the greatest players Of all time I, I put Kyrie in that category as well Unbelievably talented Right You got those guys You potentially have Joe Harris coming back soon So you
1: got Another shooter. Another shooter. Though it was a little wacky in the playoffs for him last year. I know my buddy Dylan's a huge Nets fan. He was like, yo, get this right. guy off the screen. Listen, <laughs> you, I'm draped
2: in orange and blue, and I'm, I'm sitting here praising the Nets and the heat. This pains me to say this, but as an objective basketball fan and, and observer, those are, are my two favorites to win the NBA Finals. The, the, West, is, you know, the West has uh, formidable teams as well. Obviously, Chris Paul going down for the Suns is
1: really, really tough. Hold, hold your thought on the West because yes. I want to ask we'll you about there. Chicago. Sure. Mm. Why? Because I feel as if if you look at the odds, they have pretty wacky odds to win yeah. the East. Uh, they're 15 to 1 to win the East. Yeah. And they have a chance at the one seed. They do. Now can i give you my logic why i think it's like this i mm-hmm. think it's because we haven't seen them together in the playoffs we haven't it's seen them healthy in weeks that yeah but they're guys it's they're not season-ending injuries so they're coming back it was funny like levine was out there in overtime of the all-star game well the fourth quarter of the all-star game and he hadn't played like leading up to it so it's like all chris, right, well, chris ball that, played a couple of yeah but no one was hacking him there. and yeah. it was like the honorary assist thing like i get that right but I think the craziest thing about Chicago, and when I look at the odds and just watching them, my assessment of them coming into the year was they were going to be a really good fantasy team. Like, they, they gathered a bunch of these players together. Like, is it going to mesh? It's meshing. They're playing well Which when everyone's a great healthy. great prediction because you have two guys averaging over 25 points a game. And, and DeMar DeRozan is an MVP candidate, too. He's probably he's, not going to win he's it. Having he's having a season the dis-
2: adjacent to Kobe Bryant's best season statistically. Mm-hmm. Not the 35 points a game season, but the season after that. Um, you know where where Kobe was sort of on his own, yeah, and he was shooting high percentages and playing great defense, you know, and you know just killing in the mid range. I love seeing this sort of brand of basketball. Mm. I'm not anti three by any stretch of the imagination, but well, it's nice to mid range. It's is nice to a- see, you know, like I loved watching Kawhi, I, you know when he was healthy. I love watching DeRozan because they're bringing a, a brand of basketball a we grew up with. Being told that. That brand of basketball is not an effective brand of basketball. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. You can't just you know, there's points per possession. And granted, to 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 match a twenty, I mean, to match a forty percent three point shooter, you have to shoot sixty percent from two, right? That's to get to the one point two points per possession. So, you know, on average you'd say most teams get one point per possession. So a guy who shoots forty plus for three is already net positive. Mm -hmm. That's but that's only if you're looking at numbers. You know, the basketball, there's a lot more than just the numbers on the paper. You know, there are these 10 guys on the court giving it their all. So when you have someone who's giving you 30 points a game on 50% mid-range shooting, that opens up the floor, that, that, that creates a bunch of chaos, and defensive schemes have to be built to stop a guy who's doing something that the other 28 teams you face are not doing. So it's inherently going to be successful because these teams aren't prepared for that sort of offense
1: Nah, i hear you and i agree i just think that with the bulls when you're looking at where they stand you're just looking at it from like an odds perspective right they're they're 38 and 21 they're tied for first right now this prior to us recording they end the they enter all-star weekend on a five-game winning streak and The thing with them is that we just haven't seen it in the playoffs, right? Like, there's a reason why the Lakers, for as bad as it is and as bad as it's looked, they still have the eighth best odds to win the finals. It's because everyone's saying the same shit. It's the same take everyone has. If they could just get in and they're healthy, watch out. Who would want to play LeBron? Like, we get that. And I even think if AD doesn't go down last year, they beat the Suns in that series, especially Mm -hmm. how dominant he was. So I get that, but I think there's a uncertainty with what the Bulls look like. Right. Why there's hesitation and speculation. W- what I love about their
2: roster, an- another team that, as a Knicks fan, I've loathed growing up, <laughs> the Chicago Bulls. Reasons. You know, you got a bunch of guys who were supremely talented, but in bad situations. Mm-hmm. Vucevic, fantasy stud, probably. 14 and 14 or 18 and 14. I don't know his averages, but he's good for 15 and 15 every night in Orlando, but he was in Orlando. You have Lonzo ball, highly touted coming in the league. Um, not great raw stats in Los Angeles, not great shooting stats. People loathe his father. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a bunch of things that factor into Lonzo ball. He seems like a humble kid who works hard, has amazing court vision, Plays with such pace. I really wanted to see him get a shot with LeBron for another season, but then the AD trade happened. So he was in New Orleans. Underachieving team. It is what it is. DeMar DeRozan misses out on a championship in in Toronto. Gets traded for a guy who brings a a title to the city after putting in work there for years. Ends up in San Antonio. People start writing him off. Counting numbers are down a bit. You know, he's... In that position, San Antonio doesn't make the playoffs for the first time since the '90s. I think people are starting to wonder: is is and also the you know the anti mid range agenda, right? He can't shoot threes or he doesn't shoot threes, so people are like, can he be a number one option again? Probably not. Then you, the guy who was in Chicago, Levine, Zach Levine, yeah, and the other addition, Alex Caruso, right? Lakers don't want to pay him, even though he brought helped bring them a title. Brought a ton of energy, defensive intensity, clutch buckets. You know, people write him off because of all the memes and such, but super effective basketball player. Deserve to get paid. Lakers didn't want to do it. You got the bag in Chicago. So now you have all these guys who Well, have... that's
1: another reason why I think a lot of people were questioning DeRozan, because even I felt like that contract was a little wacky to big. give him. Because I, I was in the camp of, I feel like he's declining. Like, he's no longer that player he was in Toronto. Right. But again, it's the system. It was the fit around him and what they were asking him to do. Exactly. That led to him having those struggles in San Antonio. San Antonio, which long-term, I, I really love what they're building. They have a lot of talent there. You
2: got Kelton Johnson, Keldon Johnson, Deontay Murray you know they have a bunch of other prospects what they're doing is not a short term play and it's of the teams of intrigue these things take a few years this is why you get surprises eventually like memphis mm-hmm. like cleveland teams that drafted well and then just built a culture and it listen the free gem out there that's that's my sleeper super sleeper finals matchup is cleveland memphis throw a couple shekels at it,
1: you know. Let me let me slide in real quick. Let me slide into the DMs with this one. Uh Memphis. Yes. I have been looking and looking and looking into them. I got to give a shout out to my guy Ty. He was on the pod last week and he made a comparison to the the early Warriors team, the the team that took the Clippers into a deep series prior to them winning the finals and the similarities between the two rosters and I loved it and Mm. there's not a team I would bet on at those odds like besides Memphis like as like a sleeper dark horse that can make a run to a conference finals I feel like they could be the Hawks of last year like they could be a team that out of nowhere you're like "Whoa, whoa how did they you know they upset the Jazz in the second round a team that's like always been there and just like yeah they can't get over the hump but you know they play utah in the second round and out of nowhere you're like oh shit the jazz just lost to the grizzlies now they're in the conference finals i love john morant i love jackson jr i like desmond bain they have a lot of guys that know what their strengths are and they're not asked to do anything crazy and that goes a long way it sounds so simple yeah but i feel like a lot of teams do that where they like try to make things like too complex and Memphis is just a team who, yeah, they're one of three teams that have forty wins, right? At this point, you know, so this is a, this is a good. And they, it, when John Morant's been out, they kept winning. Mm-hmm. They keep guys just
2: fill in and and they step up. Yeah, when you have a roster, they're the youngest team I think to ever have this win percentage. I believe their average age is it's under twenty five. I think it's twenty three and a half. Well,
1: they don't even have anyone like big money that they've given yet,
2: right? right the so I mean this,
1: their vets are guys like Stephen Adams right pretty much yeah but I'm talking about like there's no bad contract on exactly this team. exactly they 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 don't the
2: all the most of the guys are on the rookie deals or close to it you get you get people who buy in and you have a, a coach who lets these guys play their brand of basketball it's 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 fast paced it's high intensity and you have I I've, I've been talking to a lot of people within the basketball world just about John Morant and I don't think we've ever had someone the two aspects of his offensive game. This bouncy, right? You you think of prime Derrick Rose, you think of, you know, prime Russell Westbrook from the point guard position. Mm. You think of Allen Iverson early, you think of Steve Francis, right? You think of an explosive point guard who's able to posterize centers Get to the rim with ease. Finish with contact. Fearless. Get to the line. Convert. But then he has the range. There's never been a guy who's had both. both yeah. Especially at this age, right? You know, he's he's a, a, he's a viable three point shooter. So you have to play up on him. But if you play up on him, he's just You're gonna go by. Goes by. Yeah, yeah. And he's his decision making is improving. You know, it's not Chris Paul, but no one's Chris Paul, right? He's kicking it out to guys and finding his teammates and trusting his teammates. But if he needs to get 30, he's going to get 30.
1: Yeah. Well, the thing that's, yeah, he, I mean, he's the main catalyst as to why I like them. But the 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 team that I'm, like, overly confident in is Phoenix. And I know Chris Paul's hurt, but I think this is a blessing in disguise for them. I think Chris Paul now being able to rest for six to eight weeks, come back when the playoffs start. Similar and- to the Durant injury. Kind of, kind of. But Chris Paul, I feel like the last couple of years, you know, the Houston run and then the Phoenix stuff, he's sort of been. And yeah, that one year in Oklahoma City, I, I get it. But for and, the, yeah, go ahead. Sorry for for the most part, I feel like this is a blessing in disguise for them, where he's going to be able to come back refreshed. Right. It's it's like when uh, when LeBron took those couple weeks off that one time, and then he came back and like, holy shit, this is like the 2013 LeBron again.
2: The, these guys in the, in their late thirties, the banana, the banana boat guys, they, they might need a couple weeks off, have some good reds, you know, and a little bit of wine yeah,
1: rejuvenation. But, but also, it's it's not an injury that's too taxing on your like, how can I say, it? like it's not a knee injury, right? Like right. it's a hand injury, and right. I get it because you know you play basketball with your hands and shit. Yeah. But I'm saying it's not like him recovering. from It like, is
2: on his shooting hand; it's his thumb. But with Chris Paul, it, ball handling, shooting ability, all that stuff. For other guys, I'd be really concerned. But for him, his he, there's ability... There's ways he can make impacts can, on the game exactly. without
1: being 100%. Yeah. I yeah, I mean, I, I was talking about it last couple of weeks. I think we're on a collision course to it being a finals rematch. Once again, if, you know, like I said before, if the fate of the universe is on the line, I'm going Bucks and the Suns. That's who I think we end up with. Mm-hmm. But... I like Memphis to be a team where you just look up and you're like, oh, shit, they're in the Western Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with the Heat because that Miami flu shit is real, bro. Teams oh, go down yeah. in the playoffs and you're in South Beach for five, six days. You know, you get there Thursday. Your game is Friday. You have all Saturday. You play Sunday. It's like you're there for four days. It can get a little funky. They have one you of the best home funky. records in Miami. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's something where it's going to be tough to play in. And we haven't really seen that. In, in, with with the heat because... And that final five, man, I, I keep going
2: back to... Because you think about this lineup they put out there at the end of games. You might not see it all the time in the first three quarters. And, you know, they got guys who come in and fill their roles like Max Struess. But that final five, and we're not talking about Tyler Hero anymore. That final five is Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo. What you get on offense and defense... That's going to provide a lot of matchup problems. And then the shooting
1: ability. But they're also a team that don't give a fuck, man. Like, they don't care if it's – they got to go into Brooklyn. They got to go into – like, it's whatever with them. They're going to draw charges. They're going to
2: make teams cough up the ball. They're going to get out. They're going to hit clutch threes. Yeah. They're going to give teams a lot of help. The only – when I see them running into Brooklyn in the playoffs, right, Bam's a bit undersized. PJ's have been undersized. They they punch above their weight class, both of them. Right? It's that it's that mentality, that dog mentality we said. But, you know, when when you have to deal with Andre Drummond, that's where the matchups get a little hairy. Mm. On the other side, though, Andre Drummond's got a guard bam out of bio. Right. Who's super skilled, can stretch the floor. But that's the
1: give and the take. Exactly. Like you have I a, think a that's... huge advantage on one end, but then on the other end, you have a huge disadvantage. I, and I,
2: I really hope
1: we get that matchup in either the the semifinals or the conference finals yeah i think you are i think we are but that's who those are the teams that i'm putting stock in man those are the teams that i really like i want to end this show with uh some sports betting talk and yes not so much like what are you betting or or how you're betting but we haven't sparks futures baby (laughs) we haven't (laughs) as we just spent a lot of time on like the bets that we made um how do you feel about New York legalizing sports betting?
2: I'm concerned a bit just because, you know, the propensity for people to just jump into this and put a lot of money into it. I think you have to approach betting or any sports betting, but also any sort of gambling uh, with, with sensibility. I think you have to be responsible and honest with yourself and you have to take emotion out of it. You need to be analytical you need to be really tactical in how you approach any sort of betting, whether it's poker, sports betting, you know, a game of chance. You know, if you're going to the casino and playing war, God bless. Like I I can't do it. Yeah, I respect it. Like, or roulette. yeah, yeah. It's like if it's fully ch- a chance based game, I, I can't really get down with it personally, but I understand it. It's a thrill. But that said, any money you're betting, you need to mentally write off. It's gone. It's, It's out the window, you know. It, I, I think from sports betting standpoint, to responsibly bet, there are a few tactics you could do. I like to set a unit, a betting unit, which, you know, for people, whatever that is, it's the bet size you're comfortable with. Um, it could be $5, it could be 50 cents, it could be $20, it could be $100. You know, each person, it's different. Don't worry about what the next person is doing as a better.
1: What you said is so important because it's a huge pet peeve of mine that <laughs> I have in the sports betting world. When people brag about how many units they're up, because it's subjective to what right. your betting size is, but it's very misleading. Mm-hmm. Because if I say I'm up 400 units, you're like, oh man, that's like. But what is my bet size?
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. It could. You could. It could mean. You know. Twenty five cents. Tw- Twenty five cents is a unit. Then yeah, you're you're up a hundred bucks. Cool. C- congratulations. Yeah. So
1: yeah. it's misleading. Me. The one thing I like to say is, don't be obsessed with that stuff. Right. <clears throat> like. I tell, I tell a lot of my friends, like, yo, stop worrying about your ATS record, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, there are ways to work around it. There's ways to generate money. I'll use today as an example. My absolute favorite bet on the board in soccer. Another thing real quick, I bet on things I know. Mm-hmm. If you see me ever post a hockey bet, it's because my guy Dom and Phil who work with VM behind the scenes are hockey stands and that's all they watch it's my mma so, bets it's coming from you so not coming from you but it comes from our discussions right, right. Yeah. so it's like if i i'm never gonna be like oh man i just hit this hockey parlay all credit to me it's like no no, no. yeah they told me or dylan told me or boss told me who are my hockey guys right bet what you know if you yeah. start betting the fucking the hawaii game you which should is bet the, the horses ultimate, then but if you want to – the ultimate degenerate spot is the Hawaii games that are played at 1130 Eastern time. Guilty as charged. Yeah, those – that's when – that's where it's like, all right, we need to have an intervention right. here. You can't be betting those. Like, those are just, like, death, if we're being honest. But it's like, yo, it's stay your means. Stay, stay with what you know. Yeah. And you need to understand that there's ways to go negative from a record standpoint and still win out. Yeah. Again, like, I got sidetracked. My favorite bet today. Both teams to score and Rangers and Borussia Dortmund, Mm -hmm. right? I understand that both of these teams, because it's knockout stages, so they played the first, like, Rangers 1-4-2 in Germany. Now they're coming back to Scotland to play the Rangers. And in that kind of scenario, it's like you understand that Dortmund is going to push to score. They're going to leave themselves open to counterattacks. So both teams to score was my favorite bet. Yeah, I had a good day because I parlayed some other stuff. But that bet, if you see the screenshots, I dropped like $400 straight bet on that. Exactly. Which is big for me, too. Like, I'm a $50 bet. Right, so that's an eight-unit bet for you. So, yes. like, that's a way to think about it, right? So, it's like,
2: you can hammer something. Right. So, so that the way I'll approach something is, like, I might hammer something that's sensible, right? So, I might see, like, one of my favorite bets is X team in the NBA. Uh, this team will score over 20.5 points in each quarter. The average NBA team is going to score 100, 105, 110 points, right? So this is essentially 21 in each quarter, right? So it's 84 points. Do you think this team will have a quarter where they're scoring less than 21 points? It happens. I don't do it with the Knicks. But, you know, with certain teams and certain matchups, you'll get good odds on that. You'll yeah. get like a minus 130, minus 150. So I might put... You know, say my my betting unit's twenty dollars. I might put a three to five unit bet on that, so it'd be sixty to bring back a hundred, or you know, it'd be like a hundred to bring back one sixty, something of that nature. And because that's over my, so I'll, I'll end up, say, if it's sixty to bring back a hundred, then that you know it was three units and it returned five. So now in my mind, I have two units of house money to break even. So I might use one of those units or half a unit to say, okay, I might do a longer odds parlay. So in my mind, I try to profit by doing something sensible as a better. And then I fill the gaps by doing something a little riskier. So that way I have a strategy where I'm covering my bases. Now, granted, an upset can... Everyone gets yeah, hosed every now and that, then. That's but part of it. But, but, you know, you have to accept that's part of it, right? So, but in general, what you're able to do with that strategy is... You're generally able to at least break even, or cash big, or you know somewhere in between. Any night in the black's a good
1: night. Mm. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, if you if you're not depositing money, I think that's a win for you. Exactly. Like I had I had a fan recently send me a screenshot. He bet he bet ten dollars and won eighteen, and he was like, "Yo, they're not as big as your bets, but I'm proud of this one." It was like a two-legged parlay. I was like, "Hey, man, that doesn't mean that that's a that's not a bad thing at all." Know, it's don't. the same thing when like people play Daily Fantasy and they'll send me a screenshot. It's like, yo, I just cashed in my double up. It's like, dude. Yeah, dude, go, good job. This stuff is hard, yeah, man. it's hard. It's hard. And I think that's one issue that a lot of people are coming into and realizing that it's not
2: let it's Let, not let the people know. What, what what What's the winning percentage uh, ATS for the best bettors? 55? 55 to 58. Like,
1: like 57, 58. Not elite. even the best bettors. That's like you could do that professionally.
2: Right. You Exactly. So you it's can, like... You
1: can... If you for certain could you pick can make 55 percent living. a month yeah, you can make a living you could quit your job take you out, out a loan yeah. i'm saying if you could guarantee that you're gonna go 55 right, percent, yeah. which you don't know yeah, right you don't know yeah. the, the best, best don't take out loans please don't listen. yeah don't this take out, out loans. this is terrible this <laughs> is this is uh yeah don't do what i did i took all my money out of robin hood and put it into the daily fantasy and sports betting market and it's turned out well for me but this is also where i prefer to have my money tied into I know this is don't take my business it's, advice. It's, it's World
2: War Three proof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't take my don't take my business advice on this one. But this is something that I did where I had money saved on like acorns and shit, and mm-hmm. I took it out and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna invest in this. You know, I'm on all the apps, right? Yep. Shopping, shopping the lines is super important too. Absolutely, you're never gonna go to one store and buy that one shirt that you saw. You're gonna They're go your price match. to find the best mm-hmm. price. It's the same shit. Like, I'll screenshot from one app, another app, another app and everyone's like, "Dude, how many apps do you have?" All I have all of them. All of them. Yeah. They all have money on there and I'm not betting the same thing on each one. No, if I get plus 150 on a team that I like and the other one is plus 120, I'm taking the plus 150. I'm playing the plus 150. Now, I did come up with this phrase that I was hoping to introduce if Ajax would have won yesterday, the 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 eight app bet which means I'm so confident in this pick, I'm going to bet it across eight apps, right. which I did. And guess who got fucked? Your boy, because they died. But that's the kind of thing they, where, You should like,
2: call them Ajax instead of Ajax, because they cleaned you up.
1: Oh, that's a good one. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. <laughs> Fucking Dutch. But that's that's the kind of things I'm talking about, man. Yeah. Like, shopping the lines. It's, it's very important, and it goes a long way. And, yo, it's hard, bro. It's hard. Like, I, I had a lot of friends the first couple weeks screenshotting and, like... They're telling me, nah, man, this is what's gonna happen. It's like, all right, man, cool. Now the right. cool thing is, oh, this is what you think is gonna happen. Put your money up. Yeah, not with me. Put it up with them. Yeah, you know, go go ahead. It's cool. Live your truth. You know, I See, have that, that's I minimize my screenshots to you because like I know your inbox is crazy with that. oh man, but so many friends we have, but we also talk good, about yeah, certain exactly, bets too. Exactly. Like we'll we'll interact and you'll tell me bets. You're not just showing me what I, you bet. And I'm and showing like, you this book has like yo, this is a home run. Like, yeah, and even like with UFC, I sent you some UFC stuff. But it's also been just like, if I'm having the conversation with you, it's cool. I get driven up a wall when people just send me their screenshots and they're like, thoughts. It's no, like, you know, it's the best when they just send you winners with no context and you didn't talk to them before. And yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah, like, oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. You're just
2: bragging to me. That's, yeah. that's very kind. Thank you. Yeah.
1: And you know, I post everything. Yeah. Any bet that I make, I post it. Win or loss. Because I want people to understand that this shit is not easy, bro. It's, it's hard. It's yeah, you want that crazy 300 to one parlay to hit, which I hit a 300 to one parlay in the single game. On, uh, on the Super Bowl. Love to see it. But that's not something you could bank on all the time. No. And I noticed like even from groups of friends where less screenshots as they mm-hmm. realized. my buddy boss, who he's going to be on the show next week. He was just telling me, he's like, yo, you notice how many less conversations we're having? Because oh, people yeah. thought they got that early fix. They won early. It's called beginner's luck. <laughs> it, and there's a, there's a huge difference between knowing a sport and betting a sport Correct. completely different because you need to like numbers not teams you need to understand spots you need to understand matchups my favorite thing about sports betting is it's it's made me a smarter and better sports fan because i look at it from a different lens than i do just like x's and o's right right and that's a cool thing that i learned from shouts to will blackman when we were doing the pod together it's like hey man when a coach gets fired how does it play in the locker room he's like kind of doesn't really like you know the media creates all these crazy stories yeah. and they quit on the coach he's like nah man we just don't want to get cut because we want to get paid and get a second contract or a third contract or whatever it might be or be re- player option gets it's, it's up.
2: like your manager getting fired at your job it you know it, they just every athletes are at work they're they, you know they're providing for their families probably do, doing a much better job than the rest of us but <laughs> but at the same time you know they're they they you know they have a job they're doing their job they have people that work they like they have people that work they don't like and you know the only difference is we all know all of their salaries it's public information which i'm sure is pretty uncomfortable having to deal yeah. with that you know i i can't imagine like oh you know having to everyone in my life knows exactly how much i make cuz you so. can't tell them i don't have any money they're going to be like oh your oh, yeah.
1: wikipedia says you make 30 a year well listen maybe if i showed some receipts they'd leave me alone but <laughs> <laughs> no but in all seriousness um
3: dude no. I was at a
1: I was at a thanksgiving dinner one time mm-hmm. when Matthew Stafford was on the Lions. this is like five six years ago and my my aunt has come over from Greece mm-hmm. she doesn't really know football but she's like oh who's you know who what does what does Giselle's husband play like that's what she knew it as right because Giselle's this like mega star mm-hmm. biggest supermodel in the world at the time so she always knew it as like the sport that Giselle's husband plays that's how she knew football and i was telling i was trying to explain to her i was like yo best way for you to understand this the quarterback is the number 10 on the national team like he's yep. the best player right for you to understand and they show like the numbers and she's like what is what is 27 million mean i was like that's how much he makes she goes that's how much he makes i'm a teacher this and that and michael i'm doing all that i was like well you know what you don't put 80 000 fucking people in the arena yeah the the economics of sports uh, people get emotional about it. you you just have
2: to look at it it's like
1: i was obviously teasing her like making a joke trying to you know lighten up the mood but it was just like those conversations like yeah man it's there are 32 people who do what he does
2: in the world and like 20 of them only do it well (laughs) and he's the best one (laughs) right so so you know, I mean, granted, you know, a position like teach, and we should pay teachers more. We should absolutely pay teachers more. For sure. my mom's a teacher, yeah. and God bless the all the teachers I had, and you know, and the coaches, Bro, spent, right? Like the, peop- the we people we spent ten minutes
1: talking about coaches and, 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 and teachers, teachers exactly, exactly,
2: and those can be the most influential people in your lives. It's, it, you know, but comparing sports salaries to that or first responders, it's just, it just economically just doesn't make sense. Like, but granted, you could even. It's easier to make the argument that a lot of the sports, you know, the athletes are underpaid based on the revenue they generate. It's like, you know, the, their splits aren't necessarily great. The The most favorable CBA, and that's one of the reasons baseball is locked out, right? But the most reason, uh, the, uh reasonable CBA and most favorable for the athletes is the NBA, and that's 51-49 in favor of the, the players. Yeah. So, but that's also 450 players plus the WNBA plus G League versus 30 owners. Right. Yeah. So, so those 30 owners, granted, they're bankrolling this, but, you know... I've, I've
1: I've, had this this stance for years, and it's never really swayed in any direction that I feel like some athletes... Now, I'm talking about, like, the top 1% of the 1% are underpaid. Like, Steph Curry, I feel you like, yeah, yeah. is underpaid you can sit, as far as what right. the Warriors pay him. His impact... They built a new stadium, a new mm-hmm, arena mm-hmm. because of him. They won all the championships. The Warriors now are a household public team. The valuation went from like $800 million before he got there to Bro, Chris like a Mullen, $6 billion. Chris Mullen, St. John's GOAT, mm-hmm. was grabbed the microphone from the new owner on an ESPN game and was like, hey, stop booing. They're going to turn this around and yep. shit. That was like 2011, 2012. And granted, I mean. And then Curry, yeah. what Curry did for the Warriors, and now there's a whole generation of like eight to nine-year-olds that are going to grow up and they're going to be Warriors fans because, like, yo, I grew up, Curry was on the team, and it's like the same shit with me. I'm an Arsenal fan. They've been bad for a decade, but my favorite soccer player growing up was Thierry Henry. It's different if you're rooting for a team because they're in your city or your state. That I get, but I'm talking about, like, a kid that's in Brooklyn who's a Warriors fan. Wearing a Golden State jersey, yep. And this is a global sport, so I'm talking about, like, Steph Curry, LeBron James, Durant, those kind of players are underpaid. They're Messi, they grow the sport. Mbappe, yep. like I'm talking that. So I'm talking. You know, I'm not talking about like Steve Novak. Sorry, Knicks oh, legend, legend, legend. Right? Discount. <laughs> double check that ass. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I'm. That's what I mean. Where yeah. I feel like there there are certain athletes like bro. You could reasonably say that Steph Curry could be paid 100 million dollars a year. Absolutely. The way
2: the way a Cristiano Ronaldo would be paid. The way a, a Lionel Messi would be paid. Right? Yeah. Like. Like those,
1: and you know, I mean, and again, we're talking about the top of the top, right? The guys, like who it's are, the one percent of that one percent that's so exclusive. Yeah, you know, you know, like,
2: but for parody purposes, where they're at, you know, uh, listen, I'm not. Th- these guys aren't shaking a, a can, asking for more money, but the the you know, if you just look at the basic economics <clears> of it, those guys probably could be doing more. This
1: was fun, man. It was good to see you.
2: Yeah, like first time man. I saw you since the last time we recorded a pod. Yeah, yeah. We've been uh, strictly digital in the past, what? 20, Two years. 24 months, yeah. Uh,
1: my birthday is the Rudy Gobert night. Oh, the Was that the 11th or the 10th? The 11th. Well, I think the 10th was when the when The he 11th did was it. when they shut down. The
2: 11th was when they shut down, yeah. Knicks were at Atlanta. Vince Carter's last game as an NBA player. Yeah. He hit the three and at the end of the game, walked yeah. off, and that was the end of basketball. So that's how
1: my birthday is going to be remembered moving forward, when the NBA shut down and the world changed. Hmm. Well, we'll se- we'll celebrate. We got a couple weeks, right? We do, we do. Gonna be raging for sure. Where can nice. they find you, man? And tell the people about that product once again. Yeah. Um, I
2: just said um, such a pet peeve for you, for me, for us. It happens. You can find me at Robbie Fingers R O B B I E F I N G E R S Twitter Instagram. You know, hit me up. Yell at me for my, you know, oh you don't know, think teachers deserve just yeah. Hit me up. Yell at me, do what you gotta do. I get yelled at a lot on the internet. Hey oh, man, uh, you might it see happens. me. You might see me in Queens at a at a good deli, you know. But other than that, I'd say uh, my my product, uh, FanFest Live, on on Twitter and Instagram as well. Hopefully, we'll be with your favorite team sooner than later. Other than that, you know, just make sure you're eating well and taking care of yourself. Get your steps in. You know, hug your mom if you can. I don't know, take care of your family and, and keep your chin up and, and keep pushing. There you go. And be I a sensible better if you're doing
1: it. Haven't had someone in the show on that note, but I like it. Some positivity. <laughs> New member of the Patreon, Matthew Brocklander. Alec Phillips, who pledged for an entire year. Shout out to Alec. Legend. Legend. Certified legend from Canada also, eh? Let's go. Patreon.com slash veterans minimum. You get access to episodes early. You get bonus content, you get Discord access, you get shoutouts, you get the whole nine, tables, ladders, and chairs. I got a big surprise for everyone coming up in the next couple of weeks, and one of the reasons why this was able to happen was because of the contributions from everyone to the Patreon, and uh, it's cool. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I've been working on this shit for like six months now, dude. It's, I'll tell you off air once we finish, but it's going to be a get surprise. It. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next week.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?